welcome ghosts and ghouls to the first ever Halloween episode of Goblins and Guidance. We are the Goblins here to give you all guidance. I'm Calvin and joining me are David and Andrew and we set out to answer D&D Reddit's most spooky questions. Uh, David, what's the cross between a goblin and a brigand? Rob Goblin. Because they rob you. <laughs> I've never been robbed by a brigand. I've been robbed by by thieves and red branded bandits, but not a You've brigand. You've been robbed by the RNG on your gotcha games, Andy. Shut the fuck up. <laughs> <laughs> the gotcha game addict. You know what? I'll roll for Van Gogh and FGO right now just to prove I'm kidding. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Okay. Uh, in this week's episode, we're going to be looking at a bunch of D&D horror stories. Uh, starting us off, Andrew, what do you got? Uh, is that Reddit uh, for D&D horror stories? Yeah. It's, it's called r slash D&D horror stories. It's not the most popular D&D Reddit, but it's the, there. These, these stories sure are horrific, if I do say so myself. Yeah. Anyway, our first story is posted by user Sasuke Sexy underscore 66. Oh my gosh, Sasuke! <laughs> Sasuke! Sasuke! A-I-T-A colon. Removing a player for being inconsiderate to XBF player. Uh, I just want to pause. You know A-I-T-A is am I the asshole, right? Am I the asshole? Well, XBF is spelled E-X-B-F, which stands for ex-boyfriend. XBF, yes. <laughs> yeah. Um... Remember that question like three weeks ago that just opened with "Am I the asshole?" Yeah. <laughs> yes. Anyways, currently we're always the asshole. I I am an asshole. Anyways, moving on. Currently Sorry. running Strahd. <laughs> currently running Strahd is a new DM. Parentheses. That's a whole different issue. And two of my players were in a relationship and recently broke up. At tonight's session, she FaceTimed. She FaceTimed the boyfriend she dumped our other player for that she cheated on him with before the breakup while at the table during the game in all caps the boyfriend is protecting her because he's worried about her being hurt by being told to leave the game i the dm and the other two players have agreed that they do not want to play with her if she's going to be inconsiderate to our other player i'm right to kick her out right the first, so i think the second time they say boyfriend is i appreciate the player not heard the new boyfriend right Something, something, yeah. Um, yeah. I am. I I just want to say I'm so glad you chose this one because I was looking at this one earlier, uh, and I just didn't put it on my list of questions before you did. Oh my god, this is quite the situation. <laughs> this is quite the situation. I was like, the only thing going through my head was the bum 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 ba ba da ba da. like you got. You've got two players who were dating and then broke up. Yeah, well, also playing. it's it, that's a weird situation in and of itself. But for them, but for her to first cheat on him and then FaceTime the guy during the yeah, game, just kick him out. Like I don't know. Yeah, no, she's gone. I mean, get I think, her out of here. I think you're perfectly yeah. fine. But, but I think FaceTiming anyone in the middle of of a oh, session is yeah, already disrespectful. Oh, yeah. uh, <laughs> And then on top of, uh, I don't know, yeah, bros before hoes. Reach, Calvin, oh. except I've never had the second one, so I wouldn't know. That's oh my God. We're all sad and alone. 
Well, there you go. <laughs> Don't worry. Uh, Timmy, Lance, and Max got me. They are my hoes. Uh, okay. Okay, moving on. <laughs> so, you, you, do you guys not have anything else to say? Uh, I, I, I mean, it's a pretty simple concept, really. Yeah. Yeah. I will That's say if this, if this if this happened at my table, I wouldn't. I'd be. Yuck! You know that me, that bro is flabbergasted me. That would literally be me. Okay, if it was in character, it would be okay. If you had a magic tablet that <laughs> in the game that could magically communicate with another player, who just happened to 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 to, to have the in-game character cheat on the other in-game player character, then it would be okay. That's a pretty specific <laughs> scenario a, that I'm sure very... has happened. But I'm yeah, actually, yeah. I'm, I'm very sure that's happened. Yep, if that's if that's the case, then I'd say she's a really good role player. <laughs> you should keep her in the game. Yeah, it makes sense to me. Otherwise, uh, like, like... What no. my character would do. It's, my, it's what my character would do. Yeah, it's just like, like when do. I'm at the table, right? And I like... Uh, I'm not gonna say it. Never mind. No, please go on. Please yeah, do go, go on. on, dude. It's like it's like when Andrew and I start kissing very violently, and Wait, then we say, "Oh, we're in character, so it's okay, <laughs> right?" And my character is a girl, and Andrew's character is also a girl, so we're not gay; we're lesbian. <laughs> right, right, Andrew. I wish you didn't go on because that's not true. I'm not gonna condone. <laughs> 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 I I, w- I wish I didn't provoke you to keep going. Anyway, I'm glad I did. Anyways, you're welcome, Calvin. Move you along. Can keep that in your head forever. <laughs> All right, our next, our next uh, story is from Detective Who. Uh, first time playing ever, bullied by DM and party. Sounds fine to me. <laughs> you know what? Bullying builds character. <laughs> <laughs> Back when I first started playing D&D, it was still in 3.5 edition. So this was a while ago. Uh, And I was starting to get more into fantasy. My local card shop held sessions. I decided to go one day after school with a friend of mine who already knew how to play. Let's call him G. G helped me make an Aragorn ripoff of the Human Ranger while he was playing a Tabaxi Wizard. My character, Nightingale, also had a wolf companion because it seemed badass at the time to a cringe teenager like yours truly. I wanted to make the dynamic more interesting, so I asked the DM if it was okay that me and my wolf be connected mentally, and he said it was fine. Uh, in parentheses, he says this will be important later. The game starts with myself, G, and a tiefling rogue named S, and a dwarf fighter we'll call J, me at a tavern like usual. It starts by me kind of wandering around the town, seeing what I can do and explore with a party practically kidnaps me to get past actually recruiting me. From there, me and my character's wolf named Lupus, original I know, we're forced to carry the party's stuff, including rods of pleasure. I'm going to repeat that. Rods of pleasure by SNJ. I asked the DM if I had to do this, and he said, what you guys do to each other, I don't care about. They're technically in charge of you, so there's nothing I can do anyways. I called the bull, and Jay suggested that if my character could beat his right now, they wouldn't make me carry anything, and I agreed because I 
was honestly frustrated with her smugness and G not doing anything to help me. Before I had the chance to lose an to loose any arrow in the combat that followed, the DM allowed his character to put at least five levels on me to kill Lupus in front of me with a single attack and no saves on my end. The DM then piped up to say that since I was mentally connected to the wolf as it died, that I was now paralyzed with pain and couldn't react as Jay somehow opened a portal, the nine hells, and pushed me in. That's how that I left the table and went home. Thankfully, it didn't stop me from playing altogether. Wow. Oh, my God. Oh, wow. Uh, he's, he's definitely a character now. Yeah. This is this is a villain origin story right in the making. Your character yeah, is going to come back from from the nine hells, a demon lord, just to smite Jay. Hundred percent. But like, oh my god. Okay, first off, so having a new character start off at like level one when the rest of the party is level five is bullshit for that character. Oh, hundred percent. Yeah. Like they should have been on the same level. <clears throat> Uh, and like, I guess, like, I don't condone PvP. I don't like. I think I've said that before, but like, I don't ban it either. Mm-hmm. So I wouldn't have stopped them from fighting. I do think they were definitely assholes, and like, mm-hmm. that's why it's like very important who you play with. I don't usually like the idea of playing with strangers. I, I prefer playing with friends that I already know. Actually, on the first time you ever play, like, you should really just play with friends. Yeah. Uh, or, like, at least at least a friend that'll stick up for you. I'd be like, G here was G. unhelpful. For real, he was not a G. He was not, <laughs> a, G. not a G. <laughs> he was not a G. <laughs> okay, so... Also, I don't know about the mentally connected to the wolf and then being I mean I guess it makes sense I think it was cool story wise and it, like I kind of agree with the DM there of making him paralyzed because uh, if you're gonna give out this ability for free like he did Fair that enough. I would also give a negative to it yeah the DM wasn't like doing that on purpose to make it like like he didn't let him have a mental connection and then know like the other players are gonna bully him yeah that would be bad. Anyway, we didn't have that experience. Yeah. So he, this guy has more character than us. Because True. he got it built by bullying. True. Mm-hmm. My character didn't have any development. All she, wa- she was just a rampaging lesbian, and that was it. Yeah, and, <laughs> and, and Calvin knows, because he watched us. Yeah. Like, <laughs> in character. We just established, like, last... Like last episode, that your character would never give mine the time of day. Okay, but but it definitely happened. It did not. Anyway, no, my my the... character learned how to read. I think that's all the. Characters. Oh, I think we're talking about two different. I, I was thinking talking about two different Albert. campaigns. Oh, the other campaign. Yeah, my character didn't do anything. Yeah. Wait. Yeah. No. We had yeah, that no. um, confessionals. Yeah. <laughs> oh yeah, right. Bend over. Yeah, because that was <laughs> Calvin's character was like really interesting. Yeah, I was a I was a dampier. Yeah, you're undeadest. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. 
SMH my head. Uh, dead humans are still humans. Mm-hmm. Are they, though? Okay, wait, no, like, I think I, I res- my character respected the human aspect of them to the point where, like, you shouldn't mess with a dead person's body. Wait, for the Halloween special, we should talk about the morality of the undead. <laughs> yeah, okay. fuck, fuck Ronald. Fuck Ronald, so, first off. What? <laughs> okay, so, let's say you die, right? And then, uh-huh. against... As you do. With Obviously, without your input, uh, you get revived, right? Mm-hmm. And so, do you... If you are revived, and you are, like, pretty much purely mentally and mostly physically intact like physical doesn't matter like you're mentally Uh intact right yeah Mm -hmm. and you don't want to die again yeah Yeah. is it okay for someone to make you dead dead (laughs) what can you speak english i think so like if you're an undead and you're mentally and you have your all your consciousness sure is it okay for someone to make you dead again? Like um, dead, dead. Oh man, I think like if put you in the grave, if you're conscious and you're not like hostile immediately to living people, I do think that's a second yeah. murder. Second degree murder. <laughs> well, it's like it's like does an undead that has a conscious state count as a human? I would I think, say so. I think in the courts. Like, if you were arrested for murder, but your victim was already undead, I don't think you would be tried for murder. I do think mm. you would be morally wrong for killing a conscious being. Uh, but if it was, like, a zombie or something that, like, is a conscious, is just trying to eat flesh and stuff, then I think you're okay. Yeah, that's... That one, though. But when, you, but when you're fully... When you're, like, a fully... When you're basically a fully realized human... And you get brought back as a fully realized human. I, in my opinion, I think you wouldn't be any different than before you died. Yeah. Okay. Okay. So, so in a court of law, if you were fully conscious, then you were killed. Uh huh. Then it would count as regular murder. Yeah. Okay. Like, okay. So I think put it to. Uh, I don't. I think if Cronald and Rexus ever met. Ah. Uh-huh. I don't think Cronald would have, like, killed him. Or okay. at least not, like, attacked him immediately because he's a conscious person. Okay, for for background, Cronald is, like, um a cleric that... Yeah, Cronald, Cronald was a cleric from the Church of Kelimvor, uh, which is very, like, like their whole thing is hunting down uh, monsters, specifically, like, undead, and putting them back in their graves. And they're very... Heavy on burial rights and death as a whole, and he made it very hard for us to make a deal with the with a totally no, with a totally normal necromancer and the banshee. Yeah, and that the, too. Yeah, we encountered necromancers and banshees, and like immediately, I'm gonna fuck these guys up because that's like, evil right away. Yeah. Wait, so the banshee, right? If they weren't hostile, she wasn't then, hostile, and you killed she was them. Hostile. No, she wasn't. As soon as we I got guess... there, she was hostile. <clears throat> okay. Uh, well, it was hot. She was okay. I know why like... she was hostile. No, 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 no. She was hostile because um a funny little a funny little Andrew's character 
decided to uh to flirt with her, yeah. No 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 See Ag- Agatha's Agatha's just uh your typical um a property owner. She doesn't she didn't like that we were on her property, but, but, but like, she okay. isn't but she wasn't like hostile no, hostile. No. The first time we ever encountered her, she wasn't hundred percent hostile. It was like the second and third times that we bumped into her that she like was peaceful at the beginning. All right, and then let's bring up another question, right? So if you could revive people, would that be moral? I don't think so. Okay. I don't think I don't think it's moral to bring someone back. Okay. I think I think it goes it's like um it's like comparing shoe. There's like the legal thing, right? Where you sign it, and then it's basically like, do you want to be taken off life support? Sort of, if you're uh-huh. unconscious. And that's like sort of what being revived as once you're dead is like, right? Because mm-hmm. like, you could die, yeah. or you could be... Yeah, that's what it's called, a living will, right? Yeah. And so I think like, it's the same moral issue of like, do you want to be revived after you die? Right, so yeah, if you think about it in that terms, then sure. uh, if I didn't know what they wanted, I would not revive them because uh, I don't want them like <laughs> come back to life and then be super pissed at me. But if it was written in their will, them again. Like, I mean, like, like you <laughs> know how people go, like make them go through death again. <laughs> yeah, you know how people like write in their wills whether they want to be buried or cremated and stuff. Uh, I think, like, in a society where people could be revived, then people would also write in their wills of, like, please revive me, or uh, please cremate me, or something like that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah if yeah, it was yeah. written down like that, I would do it. Okay. I yeah. think I think that'd be a really good, a really good, like, world-building, world role-play kind of thing. Yeah. Oh, for sure. We should have our characters write our wills so that when our characters die, our items go to like specific people. <laughs> That'd be interesting. That would be that, fun. that requires us to have like a long, long term campaign. Yeah. My next the the campaign I'm writing is gonna be fairly long and like it can continue into other adventures after it. Um and we're gonna be in this world for a while. Yeah. I was sure. thinking um Even for that world like switch characters. Like uh you know our uh, France France yeah. kingdom. So like I was thinking of having having a Normandy of like France <laughs> where no, not not like the World War 2 invasion. I meant like it's a part of France that was taken over by the Vikings and then yeah, they yeah. integrated into society. So yeah, like yeah, it's yeah. like a settlement of like Norse Norse people but like they speak French. <laughs> okay. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. <laughs> okay. Vinland Saga is really good. Yeah. Vinland <laughs> Saga's really good. <laughs> David's really into Vinland Saga right now. No, I I stopped watching it like a month ago. It's just that it's really yeah, but you're good. still like really into it. it. Like it is good. I can't wait for is season two happening. Season two, this trailer dropped like this week. Did it? Nice. Yeah. Okay. I can't wait. You guys should go watch it. Pause the podcast. <laughs> but come back. Come back. Don't, don't yeah. pause and leave. Yeah, we need the figures. We need <laughs> the numbers. Some, 
<laughs> we got to 69 downloads. Like yesterday. <laughs> oh my goodness. We need we need some celebration. <laughs> yep. Alright, we'll do it in character. Right, what's our next question? What is our next one? Oh. Look at that. Not sure how bad this <clears throat> Oh, this, this is. story. This this is a long this is a long story. Hope you guys have some popcorn. This is posted by user slash Lance underscore Railwin. Lance? Um, Lance? Not our Lance. Oh, it could be our Lance. Might be. It's not our Lance. Anyways, the story starts off with me being in a sophomore year of high school. I decided I wanted to join a D&D club because I had never played and wanted to learn. It was a month after school had started, so naturally not a lot of groups were expecting other players because they were already full. I ended up finding a group that was accepting. It was basically just a DM who wanted a group and was just starting to throw in together, starting with me and a friend who had been interested along with a guy I knew from previous classes. We'll call him Jake. We ended up being a group of four, and the DM wanted to have a saying that was, I believe she said something like the anime fairy tale, which I have not seen to this day, but she said she wanted to have a system where it was fantastical and yet somewhat technological, i.e. smartphones, which, which are in fairy tale, so the, the, we're already on, off to a great start. She also wanted me there. She also wanted there to only be Greek gods. So far, so far we were all okay with this since we didn't really know what we wanted at this time. Uh, very cool. Thank you, yeah. the Greeks. Nothing I don't actually. Bad. <clears throat> yeah, it's a totally a very harmless setup. We can tell nothing bad's gonna happen. I don't actually remember what we all were since the DM decided to change the rules for a few classes and kind oh. of, I don't know, make all, make her own. All oh, I remember yeah. is that I was some sort of caster class and the DM had it set up to where I could contact gods by having prayer candles or something. Jake was something like a barbarian. I have no idea what my friend was. Uh, mm. once, you, once you start messing with the classes, it only gets better from there. It only <laughs> yeah. gets better. It only uh, gets better. This section of homebrew or home poo. Homebrew. A oh, homebrew. Right. I'm sure this is going to be a homebrew. <laughs> so naturally, the campaign starts off a little different. For most, from, from most, we wake up in a forest with no one around. We are separated. We do not remember who we are or where we are. We have no gear and have to find each other in order to stand a chance of survival. Me and my friend ended up running blindly through the forest and somehow towards each other. We ended up checking down the third member of our party. Jake, and somehow ended up making camp for the night. We then wake up early in the morning to the sound of singing. This singing is so entrancing, we just have to follow it. Now, obviously, we do not make rolls to see if it affects us or not, but we do end up all following it regardless. <laughs> oh, you love to see it. We see in a clearing up ahead, a ring of mushrooms. As we walk towards them, we begin to shrink down to their size. My friend takes notice of what's happening, saying it's a fairy ring. I stop and decide... Uh, I'm going to try and pray to a god for guidance. DM has me roll to see if I have a candle on me, and somehow I do. Naturally, I contacted Dionysus, that's the god of wine, if you don't know, with a nat 20, who proceeded to tell me to fuck off. <laughs> I then try to contact Athena after being persuaded by my friend. I have no more candles, though, and fail a check to make one. I complain about how Dionysus treated me, saying it was a tad unfair, especially for a nat 20. My friend then states, yeah. well, well, the gods are petty. And true words have never been spoken. We then see him disappear, the DM announces. Of all the gods to choose, it had to be Dionysus, huh? I, I, know, I feel like that's kind of a dick move for the DM. For, that is a dick had, move. They're rolling a nat 20 on this check. And then getting Dionysus. Bring up, 
to to that twenty, and all you get is a fuck off. Yeah, no, for real. I feel like the DM didn't have a plan for what happens if he rolled high. <laughs> Probably not. Uh, rookie's mistake. Bad. That's not like what I've done before. Like, <laughs> I just, I just uh, let them roll, expecting them not to do well, <laughs> and then they do well anyways. Yeah, yeah, and then they make the king high or whatever. I don't know. Gee, yeah, I wonder who did that. Anyways, moving on. As he then reappears, stuck inside. What the fuck? As he then reappears, stuck inside on one of the mushrooms with his arms protruding. I can't quite remember what happened next, but sky's darkening. We have to roll for something. I don't exactly remember what. And then DMPC gets involved. Ah, uh, yes, a DMPC. Now, as per usual with the DMPCs, from what I've heard, this thing was godlike. In fact, it practically was a god. Its backstory was that it was the child of two gods, I can't remember which ones, and was an overpowered tiefling who wielded a scythe. Jake, being a barbarian, tries to attack it. It does not go well. He is heavily damaged and poisoned. <laughs> now the DMPC turns toward me, pointing its scythe in my direction. I don't even get a chance to roll. It just takes over my body like a puppet. A smaller scythe appearing in my hands. I don't have any control over this. My character then looks towards Jake's and starts killing him. Me seeing all of this happening but not being able to stop. Jake actually manages to hold hold for all of good long while before succumbing to his wounds. The game ends with my vision fading to black and the DM lets us know that we have all died and can't come back because their character put us into that state that was absolute. <laughs> that was my first time playing D&D. We ended up trying to make another campaign with the same DM and her friend as co-DM as we merge groups. It fell apart fairly quick. Thank you for reading. I hope you all have a nice day. What a wonderful way to be introduced uh, to D&D. Never uh, I, before I feel, have been a better way. I feel I so sorry for the people who like end up with DMs like this, where they're... You, <clears throat> these DMs don't want to play the game. They want to write a book. Mm-hmm. This like, would be a bad book. Or yeah. they, or, no, or they, it's a bad book, but like, or they just want to fuck over players because they have a god complex, yeah. which may or may not have like, been me in my last session. Mm. But, but I, I said this last episode, like, I'm okay with DMPCs, but I don't play them as shining stars. Like, this person put the spotlight on the DMPC, made it way too over fucking powered. Like, that's not okay. Was it a mushroom with arms? I don't. I can't even tell what's happening in the story. Yeah, I think so. I think uh, his friend got turned into a mushroom. Oh, wonderful! Or something. Sick. Yeah, something along those lines. This is such a weird thing. Like there was obviously no way for the players to actually succeed. This is just a bad game. Bad game. Quit. Quit D and D. No, don't quit. Don't quit. <laughs> fun. It's good. Goddamn! What was that DM on? I don't. Yeah, I don't know, man. Mm. It sounds like she just wanted to punish people. Like I may have had a god God complex my last session, but even I didn't take it that far. Calvin, let's not make a fairy tale campaign. But okay, uh, I think a fairy tale campaign done right would be awesome. Yeah, no, this doesn't even. It didn't. That doesn't even sound like fairy tale. It does. It did not. Actually, it I don't know anything it, about Fairy Tale. Fairy Tale is pretty cool. Uh, I think I kind of want to make a class now for the just for uh, the Dragon Slayers. Just for the Dragon Slayers? Wouldn't they just be monks? Oh, I guess no. I guess it's kind of just the like the dragon, the draconic sorcerer. Oh yeah, that works too. I remember Fairy Tale being like really big when we were in middle school. 
Yeah. Uh, that's when I got into it. I that's think when, that's what um, I was into it too. Yeah, Calvin was really into it. Sixth grade. And Joyce. Joyce as well. Calvin was like my first friend in middle school. Really? Yeah, I hung out with you and Joyce. Mm. Yeah. I didn't make friends in middle school. I made friends with people from middle school and high school. Mm. Yeah. <laughs> Which is the funny thing. <laughs> Wait. You hung up. You made friends with middle schoolers in high school? No, I made friend. No, that's kind of sus, Cal Andrew. That's not what I said. That's not. Oh. <clears throat> Moving on. Okay. This uh, next question is. Oh yeah, uh, the, that that is a home boo. That is a home. That boo. is definitely home boo. <laughs> home boo. I, I think I could work. I think it could work. <laughs> I think she needs more experience. God, what what a good DM is. Yeah, and I can't help with that. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Alright, this next story is from Molly Molotov666. Ooh, Ooh, I do. can't DM. What? This is all as ever. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> the first and last time I'll ever run a game. Uh, I used to play with oh, the DD group no. for a few months. <laughs> when I got the idea that I wanted to start my own one-shot campaign, I write one up, and it took me about a, about a month to get all the world-building complete. That's too long for a one-shot. <laughs> uh, well, taking a month to write a one-shot is a bit too long, so you might it's as like, well you might you might as well run with it for a bit longer. What we did. I mean, yeah, but we're like actually planning stories out. We're not doing a a one-shot. That's true. We did a one-shot plus an actual campaign. Yeah, your your one shot was like a prelude for an actual campaign. Mm -hmm. uh, yeah. Oh, very cool. It'll be sick. It'll be sick. I'm sure it will. Uh, okay. <laughs> Let me get back to the story. When I announced I wanted to run my game after our current one was wrapped, the current DM laughed at me. He said, "Girls can't DM, and no one <laughs> would take my le my lead because girls aren't effective leaders." I ignored his bullshit, like you should. He sounds like an asshole. And after he wrapped, I set a date for the next weekend. Everyone showed up, former DM included, but no one would listen to me. I tried to establish the story, but they'd talk over me about everything from ordering pizza to who should go and buy some beer in the middle of the game. After three oh hours of me trying to herd these cats, I gave up, ordered the damn pizza, and ate in quiet defeat. The DM, smug as fuck, had taken the time to tell me so before leaving me with the rest of the gang. That's when I found out the truth. The former DM told the rest of the guys to not listen to me because I needed to know my place in the group and to stop trying to take over his group. I never went back nor spoke to any of them ever again. I was called childish, but that's well, what's really childish is sabotaging a game and not take, talking his concerns out like a big boy. <laughs> Nearly ruined my love of the game and definitely ruined my desire to run one. Uh, and then bro, she, bro, what the? Uh, fuck? Such a fucked up situation. He, he's this an asshole. First, this is the first time I've ever seen someone want to be a forever DM. Right. I mean, no, it's fun <laughs> being a DM. Like, I think more people should try it. Uh, that that the the dude sounds like an asshole, and the party are also assholes for just listening to him. Oh, for sure. Yeah. Oh my God. Mm -hmm. Such sexism. Saxism. 
Gosh, could not <laughs> could not be me. All right. Uh, she has a couple of edits to the story as well. Uh, since I'll never use this, maybe someone will. Uh, so she's writing out the synopsis of the one chat. The yeah. king hires the party, offering to pay them a large sum of gold to retrieve a magical relic from an evil wizard who stole it from the local medicine woman. Local medicine woman. <laughs> <laughs> She refuses to tell what the item is other than it's a bag, but it insists that if it's not found, the world is in danger. As it turns out, the relic was a bag of holding filled with dangerous and cursed shit and is being stored in a dungeon while guarded and dangerous as hell. The party is to find the bag and bring it back, but was going to be implied that it's an option to just steal it themselves. Very MacGuffin, but I had very well-rounded NPCs that I was very proud of. Uh, it's kind of like a bag. A bag. <laughs> I mean, it's kind of like a bait. It's a pretty basic synopsis for a what, but it, it is a one shot. <clears throat> stuff. What? Sometimes you gotta it's keep it simple, stupid. Gotta keep it simple. Yeah, exactly. Stupid. Keep it simple, stupid. My only problem with it is that she said they put magic items into the bag of holding, uh, which you can't do. Oh, because. <laughs> Nice. Maybe it's an extra magical bag of holding. It's a even with even more magic, dude. Yeah, it's just a home home homebrew bag. Uh, home bag. I'm trying to look it up because I, I I pretty I remember reading it right. How do the the body parts of Vecna work? Say again. Uh, they're cursed items that like replace your body part. Oh, that's so sick. it's like so. It's what was happening to Nog? Kind of except different, as, except not it, as cool. Like it is an actual like hand, not just turning your head purple. Oh, uh, I thought. It, oh yeah, speaking of Nog, one of my one of my players is a water Ganassi, mm-hmm. just like Nog, and he also uh, went. Nog was an air Ganassi. Air Genasi. It was air? Yeah. yeah. But he was blue. Exactly. So? Wait, air Genasis are also blue? Yeah, they're like sky blue. Oh, okay. Well, point is, my player is a water Genasi and a monk. And then he went with uh, Avatar, so he's like also Avatar, Avatar, just like Nog was. <laughs> and I'm like, bro, you just became my friend from uh, my first campaign. That's so you're so funny. <laughs> then make a campaign where it's the Power Rangers, except they're just four Genasis. <laughs> Dude, that would be amazing. <laughs> Wait, how do we do Zords? Oh, I've never watched Power Rangers. I just oh thought my, that, god. Oh my god, god. Cool. Have you not watched Power Rangers? Hey, I watched. Watch- I watched Odd Squad and Arthur. Okay, and Sesame Street. I only had PBS Kids. You didn't watch. Power Rangers. We okay, have- Calvin, Calvin, what's your favorite season of Power Rangers? I really like Mystic Force. Mystic Force? I've heard Mystic yeah. Force is nice. I am a sucker for pirates, even mm. if it's a bad show, so Megaforce still sticks with me. <laughs> I, I heard people I, I heard people I, didn't I, like I wanna, Megaforce a lot, but I, I, I didn't. The, I thought it was good. But I said a I bag of okay. holding. Uh I, I was pretty sure I read somewhere that you can't when you put like a magic item in a bag of holding, it strips it of its magic. I can't find that anymore, so I might be misremembering something. It could it could have been the house rule, maybe or something. Um, I don't I don't think so. I don't know. Homebrew. Who knows? Crazy. You just can't uh, put a bag of holding in a bag of holding. 
Yeah, because that, well, you can, but it, it breaks both items and opens a portal to the astral dimension. Uh, yeah. I, I do want to add, there's another edit to this. Uh, she says, fuck it, after hearing all of your encouragement, I'm going to try again with the new crew. So there's a happy ending. I like that. That is good. It's good. What is the astral plane again? Uh, it's like the magic dimension, almost. Hmm. The magic dimension. There's definitely a better uh, <laughs> definition. Yeah. Uh, the astral plane, also known as the astral sea, was one of the planes of existence in various models of cosmology. The astral can be reached from almost any point in the prime maternal plane. Blah, blah, blah. What actually is it, though? Once D&D gets to all, like, the the dimensional, like, yeah, like you know, like, Watcher Paladins, that stuff, like, freaks me out. Like, all yeah. the extra-dimensional Cthulhu-type stuff. Like, uh-huh. I, if I think about it too hard, it creeps me out. So Maybe, I, that's, yeah. maybe, maybe that's Lovecraft's entire point with the other gods, David. <laughs> that was kind no. of his entire point. <laughs> no, yeah, yeah, of course. But, like, that that won't be happening in my campaign, probably. No, like, literally, that's, that's literally the core theme of the Cthulhu mythos that Lovecraft was writing. He was, like, trying to... Cons- trying to th- understand the concept of these gods is like trying to understand the concept of infinity it does not make sense it should not be touched by humans and if they try to think about it they will literally go insane yeah yeah so the effect you feel you're that you feel that way is just a testament to how i don't know right he was well well-made creatures are yeah but no it's not okay. yeah all right our next, okay, we have we have a couple of actual like questions. Uh, this one's from Fun Examination Seven Twelve. D and D horror reskin advice. Uh, currently running a D and D one shot for Halloween. I am reskinning everything to modern day setting, where my players play themselves. Their character classes will be martial classes only, no casters. I'm in search for a resource that will give me a reskin slash realistic everyday item for D and D weapons. Uh, for example, a club is a baseball bat, knife is a kitchen's knife, short sword is a paper cutter blade. You know those like those big blocks that they have in school where they could just like oh, slice off. Oh, okay, yeah, He's yeah. Talking yeah, about yeah. like taking that blade yeah. off. Yeah. That's the thing that Mike used to cut his face off in uh FNAF uh help wanted. Not yeah. help wanted. Yeah, no, well, yeah, help wanted. Yeah, that that thing. Uh the setting, like I said, is modern day and the seed is on a high school campus. They cannot leave. All right. I so I was thinking that we could like think of some items and stuff you could find around a school that would be uh, applicable for D and D weapons and stuff. Okay. So I have all so, the mundane weapons pulled up, right? Yeah. Yeah. Or I can get rid of simple weapons. So, what would a halberd be? <sighs> I I I feel like some of these things we won't be able to find at a school. I think it might be easier to like think no, a of halberd, objects. A halberd would be like just some random pole you slap uh, some knives onto the end of. Yeah, Shoot, yeah. There's another I, name for that, right? Um, like a yeah, that's a sword that's, on the end of a. That's a thing. Uh, glaive. Glaive. That's glaive, what it's glaive, called. Yeah, glaive. I think glaive and halberd are um. They're similar-ish. They're, the they're very similar, right? but I think like in D and D, like they're the same thing. Yeah, no, right? they're 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 exactly the same thing. 
Like no, same, uh, no. same cost, same weight, same damage. Same. Oh, I thought, I thought you meant like actual. Oh, like, they're different in real life. Yeah. Yeah, no. Because no, like in real is... life, they're different, but in D and D, they're yeah exactly the same. They're functionally the it's same just, thing. Yeah, yeah it's just uh, stylized differently. Yeah, there's like a if you look on Google, there's just a really cool guide to all the different kind of uh, pole arms. Yeah, and like, yeah, it's cool. I feel like halberds should have the option of doing piercing damage. I was going to say, because they literally... I I feel like there's a lot of items that... Like, if I wanted to go into it, like I would make different options for all of them. Like, yeah. log swords could definitely do piercing damage. Piercing, as yeah. Well. And like, maybe even like a D4 of bludgeoning damage if you use like the... Mordhau um, grip. The, the... What's the word? The pummel... The pummel of your pummel. sword, yeah. Like, ash someone the to the back of the head. Someone. Have yeah. you heard of the Mordhau grip? Uh-huh. It's so funny. It's where you hold the blade of the sword, and because you have like metal gloves on, it doesn't cut you, and you hit people <laughs> with the hilt, of the, and it like bashes them in. <laughs> nice. Amazing. It's German. It's like an actual thing. Yeah. So I think funny. I remember hearing about that. Yeah. Um. Anyway, um. Okay, reskins. Reskins. Uh, another thing I was thinking of, not a weapon, but I think like football armor could be a good substitute for like some sort of medium armor. Football yeah. armor. Maybe like half plate. A... Yeah. Or breastplate, mm. maybe. Yeah. Doesn't cover your legs though. Yeah. Um, you could Okay. Mm. What do I have around my room that I could use as a weapon? Your fist. That's you know they're they're classified as a lethal weapon in seventeen countries. <laughs> <laughs> Those seventeen countries must be filled with monks. I mean, you could oh, just like go uh, to the chem classroom <laughs> and and pull up Breaking Bad. Oh, that's, that's true. true. That's true. Uh, Chemistry. Think, okay. Back in our high school, we had we had engineering classes and stuff. You could definitely get a metal pipe. It's mm-hmm. like oh yeah, we did we live... There's a lot of like dangerous shit in our yeah, because oh yeah, there's actually like grab... saws. There's like saws yeah. and actual blades and shit. Yeah, I think you could definitely get like a saw blade and attach it to a baseball bat or something and make that an axe. Oh, for sure. Yeah. If you tried hard enough, you could probably find an axe. That's, oh, that's also true. Like fire, uh, emergency fire axes are probably somewhere yeah. in the school. Fire extinguishers. Yeah, that would definitely be. Um, what would that be? That'd be a club. Oh, we a, have baseball bats a club for like, yeah. I mean, you could have multiple clubs. things. In my opinion, it requires two hands to use. Yeah, a great Boom. club. Yeah. Um, oh, great! Oh, yeah, that's true. That's true. Okay, and also. There's only martial classes, right? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Hmm. Cool. I'd say if you're running a horror campaign, like I've heard of Call of Cthulhu, where it's like modern and also horror. Right? Mm-hmm. It's not D D, but it's like it's another tabletop RPG. Can't be that different. Mm-hmm. I think 
but nothing thing is... you could get like a a janitor's broom for a staff mm-hmm. I mean you could find a lot of ways to make a staff yeah yeah you can pull off a railing and make a metal one yeah I feel like okay you know what'd be cool in d and d if like you could as your action you can try and like break someone's spear like if you're grappling them or something uh-huh. and then like use either one end of the spear as like a dagger or use the other broken end as like a pole arm i would have to like judge that based on like where it breaks almost yeah yeah, yeah cuz if cuz if the the side without the pointy thing is too small like that that wouldn't even be a club even yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I'm just imagining like you're breaking a spear, but it's just like a chunk the size of your hand. <laughs> so it's just like like the end has been nubbed off. Okay. What is the next question? Our next question is from Do It for the OH. I think they made Ohio ninety four. Uh, Ohio. Ohio. Okay. Yeah. I'm sorry, we love our fans in Ohio. <laughs> do we do we have fans in Ohio? Uh there's Micah. Wait, Ohio exists? Ohio isn't a real place. <laughs> I thought Ohio meant good morning. Okay, so they ask Scythe as a weapon. As one usually does was daydreaming about making a new character. My first idea was a scythe as a weapon. So I went to some wikis and I can find sickles but no scythes. Are scythes not used as a, as weapons? I also can't recall ever encountering someone wielding one. I think scythe is one of my favorite fantasy type weapons, especially if it has necrotic elements in design. Mm-hmm. That, I, yeah, I, I, I'm not seeing scythe here on uh, the funny site that is totally legal and that we use to... Yeah, there's no like, official DoD scythes. You could definitely find homebrew ones. Simple. Scythes are literally the best weapons. Scythes are like really cool. But like, uh, some people in the comments say just uh, re-flavoring glaive slash halberd that does slashing damage. No. Well, that's going to break. There's... I feel like a scythe one... needs to be more... Well, what, what are the numbers on the glaive? Because I feel like a scythe would pack a lot more punch than a glaive. Glyphs, I mean, okay, if we're talking about, like, it's realistically, it wouldn't, because they're not, you know, made for fighting. Yeah. But if you took, like, a Death Knight uh, yeah. Scythe from Sa- Iron Sa- 3000. Okay. So Scythe would be two-handed. Yep. It'd be yes. heavy. Yes. Mm-hmm. Would it have reach? <sighs> I don't think so. I think, I think, like, the idea of using a Scythe as a reach weapon would be a lot harder than people think. Because mm-hmm. uh, you only really have one sharp side. It's not like both sides of that blade are sharpened. Yeah. Huh. I mean, it would just be like a. It would have the same functions as like a great axe, then. Kind of, yeah. Um. What you could do to make it cool is like. You know, you know the heavy weapons master, where like you can do extra damage to another person 
within five yeah. feet of you? Yeah, bro. You would do that on a scythe. You would just nerf its main. You would like nerf its main damage and like just have the second damage. Like instead of, for example, a great sword is two d six slashing, you would have the scythe do one d six to one target and one d six to another. Interesting. Uh, so I'm reading here on a comment that there was scythes in 3.5 edition, but they didn't carry over to 5th edition because of the way they changed the game. Mm. Uh, it says here that scythes still translate well to 5th edition because of the way critical hits work in 5th edition. Uh, now critical effects are bonus class features rather than a property of the weapon. So the expanded threat multiplier the scythe had in 3.5 didn't carry over well. They did include the scythe. It would be a worse version of the halberd such glaive since it didn't have reach and does less damage. Okay. Uh, I'm going to quickly like, look up the scythe from 3.5 edition. Me too. That would make scythes more powerful just because they're cooler. Yeah. 3.5 seems like super cool. Like it's, you could like change the materials of stuff. Yeah, it's it's definitely good. Um, but it is a lot more complicated than yeah. like fifth edition. They definitely they dumbed down for fifth edition. Cause like back in 3.5, uh there was more size options for classes and damage scaled. Mm. Uh so for instance, I look at the scythe for third. 3.5 edition right now. A if it be if it's a scythe for a medium creature, uh it deals 2d4 damage. Uh but if you're small it does 1d6 damage. If you're large it does 2d6. Like it scales like that. Okay. Uh but yeah, they have it's a martial two-handed melee. Uh so like in 3.5 criticals were dependent on like type of weapon uh so they did different things for a scythe a critical is four times the damage that's pretty good yeah and they can be used to make trip attacks mm -hmm. and if you're tripped during your own trip attempt you can drop the scythe to avoid being tripped yeah another example of like how that critical thing is different is like the log sword in 3.5 edition uh, you got a critical on a 19 or a 20. Oh, uh, and it dealt double damage. That's cool. Yeah. But I mean, like, they have class features now that kind of does the same thing. There's. Or there's a feat. Which one was it? I forget what. Yeah, but no, there is one that's. Wait, that's yeah, as your there's crit, a feat that makes 19. Crit 19. Like, fighter or something. They're releasing 5.5 oh. at some point, right? Like yeah, they're making they're play testing what D D. It's a it's in um Oh, is that gonna be 5.5? Right I thought I thought 5.5 is what the community is sort of calling it, but like the official oh, okay. name is one D D because they're trying to move away from editions. Hmm. I don't know. It's looking kind of weird so far. They have a lot of work to do, in my opinion. Okay. There's a lot of people who are psyched about it, and there's a lot of people who are upset about it. We can just be like those boomers who like are 45 and still play 5th edition. I mean, there's people who still get together there's and people play 3.5. Oh, no, yeah, that's uh, what I mean. Like, that'll be yeah. us. 
but with fifth edition. Yeah. <laughs> so that that's all the questions we had so far. We were we are going to do a new segment, sort of based off of our uh, Mario is a mug from our was it second episode. Third, I think. Was it second? Third? Sure. One of our episodes. It's one uh, of them. Yeah, it's one of them. It's one of them. Sorry, Blake. Uh, Watch me third. It was second episode. Third, third was Dracodades. No. <laughs> oh, right. Eighth. All right, so this Eighth. segment is Nightmare Before Christmas characters in D&D. Uh, we're looking at some of the most popular uh, Nightmare Before Christmas characters and saying what race and classes there. Mm-hmm. Uh, we're going to look into Jack Skeleton, Sally, Oogie Boogie, and Lock, Shock, and Barrel. Definitely watch Nightmare Before Christmas, so I know all the characters <laughs> perfectly. Yes, yeah, yeah, here. Yep, me too. Yeah. I, <laughs> okay. So, first let's talk about Jack. Jack. Well, I think his name would be Jack Skellington in the game. Oh, yeah. No, we're yeah. Yeah, keeping it all the days. Um, Whatever um, class he is, he, he needs a... to have a pet. He's a druid. Boom. Done. Uh, well, he's either a druid or like warlock with a familiar. Or a I was gonna say no. I familiar. see. I see him. I see him as a caster, but not druid, because he doesn't turn into animals or anything. Yeah. He just has a pet, but he doesn't like actually turn into animals. So I don't see him as a druid. But he. But I feel like he would be a caster. What if he's. Because he stole Christmas, right? So he's a rogue. Or <laughs> I mean, he could be a multi-class. Well, he's true. a rogue warlock with a familiar. Oh, you know. I, okay. Oh, yeah. Okay. He is a. Oh, is he? He might be a little bit of eloquence bard, just because he's a very charismatic leader. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, he's a too. he's a triple class. He's a rogue, rogue eloquence bard. And uh, the better, he just has the inspired leader like feet. Yeah, let's say that. Yeah, that's true too. I'm joining office hours at five. Okay. He could be art. Could he be artificer? Uh, I mean, he he, he does he does like build a lot of. Oh man, there's so many outfits. Because he does build a lot of his like suit, or he doesn't build like the suit, but he builds the rocket ship and he does or- a lot of experiments throughout the movie about Christmas. Yeah. What if he's a homebrew class called Jack Skellington? Right now. <laughs> and it's a it's a bard, rogue, warlock, druid, artificer combined. But it's, it it's not awful. it's not nerfed at all. It's just all five of them combined. <laughs> you, get, you get all their abilities. Wow. That's and like the spell slots oh, okay. just add together. Hey he's the main character. That means so, he's the broken. Fair enough. No, this is awful. Because you can't lose as the main character, right? So if you play the Jack Wellington <laughs> homebrew class, then you can't lose. Could he could be a he could be a necromancy wizard? I mean, I guess he he didn't did he necromance him? Did he revive him? But how does the universe of Jack Skellington work again? Uh, so everyone's like is a monster. It's not necessarily like that they made monsters. I, I mean, okay. I guess Sally was made. Yeah. But that's, like, her dad was an artificer. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. Uh, 
I mean, I mean, he, he could he could still maybe be a necromancy wizard. It's on the table, but probably not. I feel like he's probably more close to either like an undead or a dying warlock. Uh, yeah, I think a, a probably undead warlock with like a couple levels of a rogue. Yeah. Either yeah. mastermind or like arcade trickster or something. Rogues yeah, have and warlocks are and warlocks are charismatic too, so that makes so that works. Yeah. I what need to a play warlock. Yeah. One of these days. I do too. Warlocks are cool. I really want to play a GD warlock. Gene. Yeah. Alright, uh Sally. I think she's also a um a multi class. She I think she's Could a cleric she... and a wizard multi class. Cause she yeah, she's uh she she's a Frankenstein monster. She sews herself up a lot and like she helps Jack, I think, with some like health issues too somewhere. Mm. <laughs> and because of my intense knowledge of the movie Halloween, uh, Christmas, uh, uh, <laughs> Nightmare Before Christmas, I absolutely 100% agree with you, Calvin, because <laughs> everything you said is correct. Uh, yeah. But bes- yeah, but besides that, one thing I know for sure is she's definitely a divination wizard because oh, she. Yeah. Like has a vision of how shit their Christmas is gonna be when he takes, oh, yeah. when he takes over. Oh yeah, that's I think that's like number one. 100%. Like has to have that. Absolutely agreed, my guy. <laughs> She's a divination wizard with some levels in the cleric because she heals Jack. Sounds to me. <laughs> Yeah, this segment is going horribly. <laughs> what do you mean? Uh, we're very knowledgeable about this classic Halloween movie we're, called. Uh, we're gonna watch this before Christmas. We're, I'm, I'm forcing you guys to watch it with me at some point now. That I know you haven't watched it. No, <laughs> I've watched it. <laughs> All right, Oogie Boogie. Ooh, Oogie Boogie. Well, you know, as That's the name implies. He's really good at dancing, which means his dexterity is super high, so he's a rogue. Honestly, I do think he's a he multi-class of rogue and druid. See, I told... Because he... Because he, I... he is a stack of uh, sentient uh, bugs. Oh. Is what he is. <laughs> yeah, he would be a druid. I'm pretty sure like he would be a, an evil druid. I I don't... You, can, you can become a swarm of bugs, right? As a druid? Like, yeah. wild trip into a swarm? It'd be wow. really lame if you could wild shape into like one single ant. <laughs> I don't. Oh, I can I don't look this think up right you now. Could... No, you can't. Yeah, I, I like. I didn't think you could. I I think it'd be cool if there was a like swarm. Uh, one. Oh, it uses beasts, not. Like monsters, so you can't wall trip into swarms. Yeah, starting at second level, you can use your action to magically assume the shape of a beast that you have seen a before. Beast. I think a being, beast. I think being like a single ant would still be useful, though. <laughs> okay, so Oogie Boogie, he Oogie is a rogue druid. 
named Oogie Boogie with levels in both Rogue and Druid. And yeah. he probably has an age of greater than zero and a weight <laughs> of greater than zero. <laughs> I mean, we got him in D&D. I don't, like, uh, like, I don't disagree with that at all. Like, um, that's the most accurate description. Well, of I mean, his whole, thing was, his whole thing is he wanted to eat, eat Santa, right? That was basically his yeah. whole shtick. So, yeah. I mean, yes, sir. Yes. Wait, he wants sir. to eat Santa? Yeah, yeah. that's like... That, that's his goal in the end. Is I mean, see, movie. I know the movie so well. That was just a test. <laughs> right. <laughs> just checking. Yeah. It's so spooky how you know how good your knowledge of this movie is. I know, right? It's so spooky. It's almost like it's like the Halloween special. I'm so spooky. Okay. <laughs> spooky. Let's, let's talk about scary. this next character. Yeah. His so Lock, Shock, and Barrel um, are the three. Oh? They're children. They're, They're the I three trick-or-treaters, yeah. I hate children. I'm kidding. <laughs> Andrew, that's why this oh. is 18+, plus because we don't like children. It's not because of sus content. We just don't like children. Uh, yeah. <laughs> sure. Yeah. Anyway, yeah, Lock, yeah, Shock, and So it has Lock, Shock, and Barrel in the name. So I'm guessing they're artificers. I mean, I know they're artificers. Watch the movie. I think they're rogues. They, I, they honestly, can, I do think they... they're kind of like arcade tricksters or scouts or something. Rogues. They, yeah, didn't they? Maybe even assassins because were... they like they went out and like kidnapped. They Santa kidnapped Claus. Santa. They were the ones to kidnap Santa, so they're definitely rogues. Yeah, they're also okay. able to kidnap the Easter Bunny. Huh. And the Easter so there's some dexterous little boys and it girl. So arcade trickster sounds good. Um. I mean, wait, did they do anything magical? Oh, not necessarily magical. Okay, so maybe Thief then? I'm thinking maybe Assassin. Or Assassin, yeah, that's also valid. I was thinking Assassin or Scout. Yeah, yeah. yeah, For kidnapping people? Like Scout? Not An Assassin doesn't kidnap people, per se. But I mean, like, they definitely could. Right. I thought Assassin was more like for blending in and like sneaking in. Hmm. I mean, any class can kidnap someone. That's true. I don't know if Rogue in itself is like better at kidnapping than another class. Cause like, no. I yeah. guess, I guess it, it was, uh, it's my like thought was just getting close. Oh, uh, I guess so. Yeah. Cause they're, they're really good at like this. They're very charismatic in that they can get very close to people. Calvin, I think you're very charismatic. Thank you. Not me, though. I can't speak. Nope. Nope. (laughs) Alrighty. Makes sense to me. Um, so... (laughs) Let me think of an original goblin joke for this week. So, like, oh, keep talking wow. for like two or three minutes. Right. Let me think. Andrew, how, what are your uh, Halloween plans this this? Uh, oh, I year? I already I don't know. Paul, uh, I might for my campaign that I'm doing with my buds. I might um in Fendover. I might do something spooky related. 
We're about maybe two or three more sessions away from finishing. I just shit their pants last session, though, which was What'd funny. What'd you do? <laughs> um, so in Kragma Castle... Okay, so you do... So in the Redbrand hideout, there was this pathetic little goblin named Droop. Okay. And when they met Droop, they wanted to keep him around as a pet. Ugh, right? okay. Yeah. But, uh... Everyone, including them and myself, kept forgetting he existed. Of course. And then I wanted to do, and I wanted, and like, I didn't need to, like, the, the players didn't really ask for it that much, but I wanted to incorporate everyone's backstories in some way, shape, or form. Yeah. Just to try it out, you know? And uh, one of them is a tiefling who was raised in the Fey realm. Okay. And I'm like, okay. Okay, so hear me out. In Kragma Castle, when uh they when they encounter the the acolyte the goblin acolytes praying to the the uh, goblin god yeah what if uh what if what if they do something funky and uh, one of the acolytes speaks to droop being like you're our only hope you know what you must do and then he slits his throat pro- oh, finishes wow. fi- oh, finishes, okay. finishes the ritual and then uh lets by, his body become droop. the vest become the vessel for the goblin god Ooh, to act wow. on the physical plane. Wow, jeez. Okay. That's intense. Now, how does that... Now, you might be wondering, how does that connect to my character, the tiefling backstories? Uh, it doesn't, but I bullshitted it so that it's like, oh, uh, use the power of the of the fame magic to to ease his soul and uh, help him. It's true. And so no, I had... Okay. Obviously, the soul of Droop is now in the Feywild. Oh yes, clearly, of course. <laughs> so during that combat, uh, so for the combat, I just kind of, I just took a dragon and reskinned it as like a, as a like I, I literally just had them fight a dragon, basically. Yeah. I just reskinned a dragon, um, and since it's a god, I'm like, I gotta have it. I gotta have them like shit their pants. Like I'm not trying to kill them, but I'm just gonna shit their pants. So you know what I did. <laughs> <laughs> I fucking I, I, I said the words he uses his legendary action you're now all at 1 HP <laughs> oh fuck what <laughs> he didn't have a legendary action I just said that and I'm like you know what let's run with it he's not gonna get another turn after this anyways he ended up getting another turn but I rolled like, I rolled like shit it didn't matter <laughs> but it was okay. just so funny they're like what was that and I'm like that was the goblin god no, you're all at one HP now. You're all at one HP now. <laughs> so okay. yeah, and then and then for like the fame magic shit, I just bullshitted it, being like, uh, do like you as an action, you can do you can play your music, and then it'll harness the power of fame magic, and then a performance roll will be the damage you deal to it. Just you know, for shits and giggles. I love shits and giggles. I oh, also love shits and giggles. David, you got a joke for us? Oh yeah. What what does goblins do during during Halloween? Find out next time on Goblins and Guidance. Goodbye. Mm-hmm.